Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And this is our first full-ish episode recording of 2024 it's monday mini but yes. previously we've just done classics so yes yes. <laughs> yes yes and it's a bit of a I, I don't know how to say downer but i guess kind of a complainer <laughs> happy new year <laughs> happy new year that's actually what we're kind of talking about okay yes so it does have a content warning uh, it's we're not going to go into any of these two in depth but just so you're aware we are going to be talking about depression a little bit about disordered eating, a very minor mention of domestic violence. You can see our past episodes we've done on sexist New Year's traditions and on resolutions. There's a bunch of stuff related to that we've done as well. But I was thinking about this and <laughs> I, I have a bit of the New Year's blues, um, which is, turns out is a thing. And I was I was wondering if there was anything I could look into on that and like, why is, would this be the case? And I found a couple of things I wanted to touch on about New Year's Eve and then about New Year's and then just like a new year in general and and how it relates to kind of this, this blues if you experience it and women. And so I will say um, that if you celebrate uh, and enjoy New Year's, safely and without causing harms to others, more power to you. <laughs> um, I've had like many great New Year's celebrations with friends in the past. I've gone to the big events. I've gone to the smaller events. I've done the whole thing. Um, but I've found that I usually end the night really upset, like crying so hard I am sick upset. And there are a couple of reasons why this is that I found and we'll talk about them. And I know that this feels kind of late, <laughs> like I should have done this episode sooner, maybe. But I'm still kind of working through it. Um, I have found that I'm having kind of panic attacks. And I, I had them last year, but I thought it was Last of Us related. 
Mm-hmm. Remember that? Remember mm-hmm. I was getting, yeah. I was feeling sick and I thought it was because I was getting so excited. And then I was like the, you know, adrenaline rush and then coming down from that and the eating more food than I normally did and the hanging out with more people than I normally did and the drinking right. more than I normally did. So I thought it was that. But no, it's happening again and I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> so I that's I started thinking about it. I was like, what could it be then? Um, and I, I did... As we discussed, me and Samantha discussed, I did spend New Year's alone by choice. And I was thinking more and more about it. I was thinking more about, like, why don't I like it? Or I don't like how it's normally celebrated in the U.S. anyway. Or how I've celebrated it in the past anyway. I'll say that. And nowadays, I kind of do whatever I want on New Year's. Like, I watch my favorite movies and I play my favorite games. I listen to my favorite music. I eat some of my favorite foods. I read and write fan fiction. And it's the best thing. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like... Mm -hmm. The one time, the one holiday I have where it's like, I'm doing what I want and I love it. So it has become something I enjoy, but I still was experiencing this kind of panic afterwards. So I wanted to talk about some of the reasons that might be, um, and we'll start light but get heavier. Okay, so one thing is, it's kind of anticlimactic. We sort of build it into this whole thing. Like, oh, this New Year's coming. Certainly, things will change. (laughs) Like, something's going to happen. I'm going to feel something. And then it kind of doesn't. You're just like, okay, I'll go to bed now. (laughs) Um, And then I found a lot of great articles about people with kids. And I had experienced this being a kid with my parents. But yeah, it's true. Like, you're trying to tell your kids, you know, no, we need to go to bed at 10 p.m. or whatever. And the kids are getting angry. They can't stay up till midnight. And then they do. And it's sort of like, oh, well, I don't get a gift or anything. What was this for? What's what's the point? What's the point? (laughs) Right. Exactly. And then as an adult, and I would say especially young adults, there is this unhealthy focus on getting really, really wasted. I This is a personal theory of mine. I actually think... That if you are somebody who enjoys drinking and you know dry January is coming up, or any dietary goal, I think that makes you want to indulge more than you normally would on that oh, night. Oh, yeah. Because um, you're thinking like, oh, well, this is it. This is my tomorrow. last hurrah. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow I'll get it together. Which is not a recipe for a fun, healthy, happy night. It just isn't. Um, And especially if you are somebody who's struggling with any kind of addiction or sobriety, that is not a good atmosphere (laughs) to be in. And then, of course, there's like too much pressure to have fun, uh, to make it really meaningful. When midnight hits, you're supposed to kiss somebody, you're supposed to feel something, everything's going to change. And I feel like this is part of the blues part, is that then what you're doing is you're thinking about all of the things that you see as wrong in you, in your life, and how you want to change them. And for me personally, that can feel very insurmountable. And then that makes me feel like, well, why even try? And then I'll start panicking. And it's just like a a negative, it puts me in a really bad space. (laughs) And so that brings us to, yes, there have been studies about New Year's and depression. Um, Here's a quote from a Washington Post article about a 1999 study about how in trying too hard to be happy, you almost undermine the happiness of having a good time. So here's a quote from it. The study found that an overwhelming 83% of those they surveyed ended up being disappointed with their New Year's Eve celebration. And the people who were the most let down were those with the highest expectations, which makes sense. 
The the article also had this quote. In a study published in 2011, Iris Mouse of UC Berkeley found that women who valued happiness more reported lower happiness when under conditions of lower life stress. So basically, if it's less stressful, you're less happy somehow. (laughs) Um, From a different Washington Post article out of 2020, specifically about women, American women are more likely to report stress around the holidays than men, according to one 2006 study. For New Year's Eve, that stress often lies in having unrealistic expectations of the glitz and glamour of ringing in the new year. Over the years, female patients describe something to me that sounds akin to the wedding fantasy, says Jack Worthy, a New York City-based therapist. You grow up watching rom-coms set on New Year's Eve. You whisper to your girlfriends about who you might kiss at midnight. It's another bill of goods sold to women, but not to men. Which I thought was interesting. And one of my earliest college New Year's memory, I remember this, of like... That pressure of like, who are you gonna kiss? And like, you gotta go find someone, like, go scope someone out. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> uh, but the study authors did stress this didn't mean no one in their study had a good time at a big celebration. Just that it was like good to not put too much pressure on it, like, don't have these big expectations of it, because that just makes sense that you'll probably be let down, especially a lot of these New Year's celebrations, which we're gonna talk about are crowded and expensive and it's just yeah and and one of the things there is I love champagne and I'd rather be cold than hot but New Year's like this whole New Year's thing of like I gotta be sexy you gotta get like your sequins on which are usually pretty uncomfortable um drinking champagne being out in the cold staying up way past midnight um it's like either at some point you're gonna be really exhausted and you're just thinking about when it will be over um, or you're uncomfortable and you can't wait until it's over. Yeah. Um, there's never enough food, but there's all you can want to drink, even though it's probably expensive. Uh, and this, again, is not a great recipe. Um, and at one time I was at a rooftop party here and it was very cold and there was not near enough food. So every time the waiters would come out with like hors d'oeuvres, like finger food, we would all swarm on them and they'd be gone before they even like got fully out the door. That's how hungry we were. I feel like that was what happened at the uh, Christmas party. Yeah, that's true. Our office Christmas party where you have a, <laughs> the one ep- we went to. The, the episode you can listen to. I, I was looking through our old episodes today and I think it was called You're So Pathetic. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was a song in my head, but yes. Um, Well, yeah, where we came home and kind of experienced this whole thing I'm talking about. But that does, I mean, it doesn't help if you're hungry. Nothing is going to get better if you're hungry. (laughs) Right. Huge mistake. Mm -hmm. Not getting food and then being ordered for like a four-hour event during dinner time. You're like, excuse me, who thought this was smart? Right. Come on now. Come on now. Also, fireworks. Um, can be pretty upsetting, like PTSD, if you have PTSD or something like that. You and I were texting that night, oh. and I was, like, jumping so hard every time fireworks went off. I feel like if I can see them, it's better, but I couldn't see them. I could just right. hear. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. 
Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Snagajob. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242-424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. We talked about you coming over for Mm -hmm. us to do um, New Year's together and doing it, the three of us, and simply just hanging. And I was honestly, like, we canceled the last minute because I was like, uh, we're tired. We're just getting back from Florida and I'm, I'm having to, we're having to see cousins or whatever. But that night at around I think 9, maybe 8 p.m., the amount of gunshots, not fireworks, like we literally had a game throughout the night of calling it gunshots or fireworks. And I'm not talking about one or two shots here and there. It sounded like automatic weapons going off for a good uh, three-minute span. And then not only was it happening, but it sounded like someone was talking back with their own weapon on the other <sighs> side of the neighborhood. So it was just like a back and forth of mm-hmm. just weapons going off. And we were just like, holy shit. I don't... Like, we live in Atlanta. We live in the U.S. So, yes, guns are freely available, unfortunately. And many people have it. And I hate this. I hate the situation entirely. And I hate guns in general. Like, I've always hated guns. But when I lived in one side of Atlanta, it was, we had gunshots and we all hated it. We all had nightmares about it and reminding me, please don't, please don't do this. And we've also had areas where people just, like, there was gun, gun violence is rampant. So I hate to be apathetic, but you get used to it unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And there's not much you can do when you have the laws as we do. And then, you know, you got governors who are like, yeah, they don't need carry permits. Come on. Mm -hmm. And so, or conceal permits either. And so you're like, what's going on? And then, and in that one area in my old neighborhood, it was bad, but I was like, oh, okay, get over it. And then we would laugh at the next door neighbor app where they would be like, oh, what's so many gunshots? Like, there's a gunshot. And like, calm down. Yes, you're in Atlanta. <laughs> but then coming on this side, this other side of the neighborhood, and I swear it wasn't this bad last year because we were here last year. This mm-hmm. year, it was constant. I have never heard so much gunshots. And I've lived in Atlanta for 20 years um, in my life. And it was frightening to the point that I would not let my dog go out at any mm-hmm. point during the, like, if there was a span where it was quiet for, like, a good uh, 10 minutes, then maybe, because, you know, she has to go potty. But, mm-hmm. like, it was so bad that I was having, like, issues and yelling at my partner because he would go out. And I'm like, what the f- 
fuck are you doing? Get back inside. And he's like, you know, it's I'm like, I don't give a shit. There's too many stories of accidents happening where flyaway bullets go into houses. I was low to the ground. I'm not going to lie. Like, I purposely stayed low to the ground because I'm like, what if, what if? Because it Mm -hmm. was so bad. It sounded, there was more gunshots than any fireworks that happened that night. It was overwhelming. And I was like, I'm really glad you're not here. I don't think you would have been okay. (laughs) I wasn't okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, again, like, the alcohol doesn't help uh, yeah. when it comes to that kind of thing or fireworks. Like, accidents are more likely to happen if alcohol is involved. I didn't see any reported. Hopefully but, not. But, like, that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Yeah. Well, <laughs> moving on from that. <laughs> um, New Year's is also a part of the reason you may feel... If you're like me and you're kind of like, uh, it, it comes off to other major holidays to kind of like cold, dreary months that don't have much going on. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, I read an article that went like, basically, you're going from hanging out with everybody to hang out with no one. But interestingly, I have gotten a lot of requests to hang out in this month. So I wonder if people are already trying to be like, no, I'm not going back. <laughs> um, like I said, it's expensive as uh, drinks, ticket, transportation. And I did find an article uh, that I'm just going to mention. I'm not going to go into it. But it was about how there have been links to end-of-year budgetary woes and domestic violence. A Medium article called it the deadliest time of the year mm-hmm. for domestic violence. Another thing that can really stress you out uh, are the super curated social media posts, like year-end reviews. Several things I read recommended limiting your social media use around the new year um, and not just New Year's Eve, but also the new year when you are you might see a bunch of stuff about dietary things or weight loss or whatever it is. I actually do think, too, this is a problem. I don't know if problem is the right word, but it's something to be mindful of around any major events. Like, where's your perfect Instagram post or your perfect whatever social media post? Which can, you know, it can take you out of the moment. It can be really fun. It's cool to look back later, but it is something that A lot of things I read, especially about New Year's, was it's more like you're, for a lot of people, it's more like you're proving how much fun you had than actually having the fun. (laughs) Here's a quote from WebMD. If you find yourself assessing and reassessing the year, becoming more and more depressed, you may be a ruminator. Women are more likely than men to have this habit, Nolan Hoeksema says. uh, And uh, Nolan Hoeksema is the author of Women Who Think Too Much. But it was interesting. It was about kind of the real negative culmination of assessing your year that can happen and how women are usually more um, hard on themselves and hard about their year than men are. And then this brings us to resolutions for women in the new year. I've already been talking about this. To be clear, I do think it's good to have this time to reflect and be introspective. I think realistic, healthy goals are good. And you can start them at any time is the thing. I do not think a lot of the commercialized culture around New Year's resolutions for women is healthy, personally. Um, I have gotten absolutely bombarded with marketing emails about diet, weight, exercise, about sleep um, and self-care, mental health, all kinds of things. Like every, I, I got a headline today, I almost put it in here. So I was like, oh my gosh, just your subject line is making me feel bad about myself. Like, I don't need this. Um, I, again, like a resolution coming from a healthy place 
and pursued from a healthy place is great. I used to make all kinds of them, but a lot of them are really small. Like I learned how to do that kind of coin rolly thing with your knuckles. That was great. Um, (laughs) This whole focus on losing weight is really bad for disordered eating of any kind. Um, It's also, yeah, pretty, it's not a great time for people with any kind of addiction that they're struggling with um, because you just putting so much pressure on yourself to completely change or, or this pressure to do all the things. Why, why weren't you doing all the things before? If you suddenly change everything about yourself and be better, exercise more, drink smoothies, then you're going to be a better person because past you sucks. <laughs> so this is a new year, new you, baby, and you better get on board. Like, I just don't think it's healthy. All right. I just don't think it's healthy. And, you know, New Year's Eve, like I've been saying, is not just a look at New Year's Eve. It's a look at the whole year. And that can put you in a bad space. Like maybe you had your ups and your downs, but maybe you had some really serious downs. Most years are like that. And and I think if you're drinking champagne and you're cold and you're hungry, you start ruminating about your year and then the next day comes and nothing really feels different. It's just not, for me, it doesn't, I just feel sad. I just feel sad. (laughs) And it is, I mean, you know, it's kind of, I know we've all heard this argument before, but if you're being too hard on yourself, you're, you're setting yourself up to fail. And I think that you can actually sabotage yourself that way. Like, oh, I won't set any resolutions because I can never keep them. Whereas maybe you can set one or something that is much more realistic and much healthier and you might actually do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're just setting these things, I, I just feel like there's also a sect of people who feel like they can't succeed because they're so used to setting up really difficult resolutions. Um, and this can also be harder if you're someone struggling with something like sad. Um, and the weather and the, like the darkness is impacting you. But yeah, this whole phenomenon has been um, studied Feeling depressed after the new year has been documented. So if you're feeling it, uh, you're not alone. I think it's also kind of like, you know, you got to go back to work and just get back in that mindset. Um, So there are a lot of reasons for it. If you're feeling it, uh, then you're not alone. If you did have a good New Year's, New Year's Eve, if you love resolutions, that's great too. <laughs> Either way, uh, just let us know how how the new year has been for you. You can email us at stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram and TikTok at Stuff I Never Told You. We have a tea public store and we have a book that you can get wherever you get your books. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina, our executive producer, Maya, and our contributor, Joey. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands. 
not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit tomboyx.com. 